welcome to season four of Own It from Women Lead Change. I'm Mackenzie Caligiuri, marketing coordinator and podcast producer. This season, we will be talking to women small business owners and entrepreneurs. And to kick us off, we have our CEO and host, Tiffany O'Donnell, talking to Sydney Rickhoff, the 24-year-old CEO of Almost Famous Popcorn Company, a gourmet popcorn brand she co-founded at 14 years old. Almost Famous Popcorn is an Iowa-based company with a nationwide presence. Sydney is a graduate of Stanford University. She highlights her experiences as a young woman in business through a personal brand called The Popcorneur, with an aim of inspiring other women and young people to pursue their dreams. Welcome, Sydney. Hi, Tiffany. Thank you so much for having me today. Glad to have it. Have you on the Own It podcast. And if anybody personifies Own It, I would say it's you. I feel like I've been watching you own your entrepreneurial spirit since you were just a teenager, 14 years old, right? Is that when you started your first business? Started at 14 alongside my younger brother, who was 11 at the time. And we've been entrepreneurs ever since. But I like to say I've been an entrepreneur since well before that. I uh, started by selling little fabric squares around my neighborhood to any neighbor that was kind enough to to buy one. And uh, it's just always kind of been a part of who I am. So I'm happy to be able to to fully live it now as a full-time and, entrepreneur. And to say that you are fully living, it would be an understatement. Give us, give us an idea of where Almost Famous Popcorn started and where it is today. Almost Famous Popcorn um, actually started as two different companies uh, within the Nubo City market. My brother and I started as two of the first stands when the market opened in 2012. Uh, One was called the Chill Ice Cream, and that's what I owned at the time. And my brother had CR Popcorn, which stood for both Cedar Rapids Popcorn, but also his name, Carter Rickoff Popcorn. And we started in the Nouveau Market. We're there for about a year and a half before we moved into our own retail location across the street, uh, which we've been uh, happily serving customers popcorn and ice cream at ever since. My parents at that point also jumped into the business with us, and we became a full-fledged family business from the ground up. Uh, we've really continued to pop, as I like to say, <laughs> and now have a um, full production facility within Cedar Rapids, which has quadrupled in size since we first opened it. And we've also now opened a second retail location in the Des Moines market and acquired another uh, longstanding family popcorn company called Cedar Creek Popcorn uh, or Noble Popcorn, which is in Sac City, Iowa. And that's kind of doubled our size as well. Oh, be darn. Did you always know you wanted to be a business owner? You know, yes and no. I always grew up around entrepreneurs and loved the idea of starting your own business and being able to you know, work um, day in and day out to grow something that you really created. Uh, But I actually kind of, you might get a kick out of this, thought for a long time I was going to be a reporter as well. I was actually a um, kid reporter for Scholastic News when I was nine years old and covered the entire 2008 presidential election and then got to interview some fun people like Taylor Swift um, and other idols along the way. So I think I always kind of had this idea in my mind that I'd somehow do both 
or, you know, live out a variety of different careers, kind of like you, Tiffany. <laughs> um, and, and I'm hopeful to continue to do that. You know, don't want to be a reporter so much now, but hope to be able to continue to be an entrepreneur, but then maybe dabble in some other things um, when the time is right, perhaps politics and serving the country um, or state or whatever that may look like. Uh, Wonderful. So, yeah. The future is bright, Sydney. That's that's the best news. We need um, yeah. smart, engaged people certainly representing us. It's interesting you mentioned, you know, your appeal with entrepreneurism is the ability to start something and grow something. It really wasn't to become famous. Um, it really was just that whole process of of growing something and as the the sense of satisfaction and pride. I feel like that's just that's a consistent thread with entrepreneurs. And I'm guessing that'll take you into whatever business, whatever the next venture may be. Definitely. Um, I always tell people when they're going out to start a business that you actually have to be in love with the process of entrepreneurship. Because if you just love the idea you have or want to get rich and famous off a of business, good luck. Because <laughs> there's a lot of hard days um, along with the good that happens. And so for me, uh, yeah, a lot of people ask me, you know, did you see yourself being an entrepreneur in popcorn? And I say, no, I never saw myself owning, you know, the popcorn company that I own today, but I always knew that I wanted to be in that realm of business and be an entrepreneur and, and again, be able to create something of my own. And so I love the process as much as I love the product and, and the overall brand that we have. That's an excellent point. And you did go to Stanford University. So I think, you know, entrepreneurs come from a variety of different backgrounds. Were you able to, to target your education toward business or toward, toward entrepreneurship in higher ed? Definitely. So I was not actually able to study business as an undergrad because Stanford does not have an undergraduate business program. So I did the closest thing I could find, and that was international relations. And I kind of tuned that myself to as many business classes as I could. Um, but even as much as the structured education standpoint, I think that being at Stanford and being around so many young people who are fully confident that they could change the world and have businesses of their own. Many of my best friends coming out of college still have their own businesses and I can lean on them for support. Um, that was very transformative to my overall kind of outlook on being an entrepreneur and especially a young female entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So, so let's talk about that a little bit. You would have, I would imagine a few challenges due to your non-traditional nature as an entrepreneur, um, ageism, I would mm -hmm. guess, you know, people looking at you, maybe not taking you as seriously because of your age. And then just what you touched upon, um, sometimes, you know, being a woman can provide some barriers in a fairly traditional space. Can you talk about those challenges, if they were an issue for you and maybe how you mitigated that? Yes, um, they are very real. And I think that for a long time, um, I don't know if I was lucky or I just didn't notice or see it because I am a person that's just so driven to make things happen. And I'm kind of like, if you want to try to stop me, sorry, I'm going to keep going. Um, but the more that I've gotten into the business full time. And now that we're trying to grow in new ways, I'm experiencing that on a daily basis. And I was thinking about it the other day, and I'd say I actually face just about as much um, kind of discrimination for my age as I do um, for my gender. And that's hard to balance. Because again, for me, I don't see my age, my gender, or anybody's age, gender, whatever it may be for that reason, being something that should hold me or them back. Um, but not everybody thinks that way. 
and it's a challenge and you've got to find people that will be there alongside you to champion you and say, Hey, look, no, this take this person seriously. And as much as you can, I try to sometimes avoid people if, if they don't want to take me seriously, and I have the option to not do business with them, you can bet that I'm not giving them my business or doing this or doing that. Because I just think it's so important to be able to pave your way and have people that take you serious and think you're legitimate. Um, and as much as you can kind of take that out. I get it. I think that's a, that's a great point. And I think a lot of times, um, you know, conversations like this are helpful because people often don't know what they don't know. And um, at least I find that as, you know, where there could be an opportunity to say, oh, I'm treated, being treated differently because I am a woman. Um, I have in my, at my ripe age, um, I'm not shy about pointing that out when I see that. And I would say eight times out of 10, it's, it's new to that person as well. So it's mm -hmm. kind of, it's just, it's just important for us to, um, you know, I guess have that lens and not be afraid to share those learning moments, shall we say? Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly, for the rest of us listening too, to, I mean, the more that we see the Sydney Rickoffs of the world, the more that we know that anything's possible. And uh, certainly we don't want to put, put barriers on people before we even know their idea. Mount Mercy University was founded in 1928 by a group of bold women intent on breaking barriers. Inspired by the Sisters of Mercy, Mount Mercy is committed to fulfilling their mission to expand your abilities, equip you to lead with purpose, and empower you to accomplish your goals. Mount Mercy offers graduate, accelerated, and undergraduate programs to people from all walks of life. Our forward-looking, future-focused approach puts you on the path to success. Mount Mercy University, the future is female, our past was too. Discover more at mtmercy.edu. Now you've been recognized. Um, tell us a little bit about your experience in D.C. recently. You mentioned you might have an interest in politics. You might have a leg up on the rest yeah. of us. You've already been there. <laughs> yeah, so I've been really lucky. I've um, been involved with this great program sponsored by Goldman Sachs. It's called 10,000 Small Businesses. And it's really, if I had to describe it, like an accelerated MBA program where you get to focus specifically on your business. And as part of that, I've been helping with some advocacy work and really um, trying to advocate for reauthorization of the Small Business Administration, which has not been done in 20 plus years um, and really is a backbone for small businesses across this country. And I got a phone call. Uh, asking if I wanted to be Senator Joni Ernst's guest to um, this year's State of the Union address. And I have to be honest, I was in the car when I got the call, couldn't hear very well. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> because for me, that's one of those things that's on my bucket list, but it's so high on my bucket list that I didn't even really think about it that much or, you know, what that would look like um, to be able to go to the State of the Union. So my answer was an overwhelming yes, and I got to go out um, and was so lucky to be able to spend the day with Senator Ernst, um, who's now the ranking member of the Senate Small Business Committee, and is really trying to make some headway for small businesses, um, you know, both in Iowa, but also across the country. Um, and just to kind of get to see how a political event of that scale runs and what that feels like. Um, so I'm so grateful and, and happy that I got that experience. And all it did was motivate me further to 
be an advocate not only for my own small business, but for those around the state and around the country. What are some of the things you see as as barriers right now in our city and state? How can we be better for small business owners? I mean, it's a tough time to be a small business owner, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's also a very exciting time, um, but we're we're up against a lot of challenges. I think um, kind of first and foremost being labor, especially in a state like Iowa. We need to be able to find, identify, train, and know that people are going to stay, you know, within the city, within the state, if we're investing this time, energy, and money into them um, so that we can have the workforce that we need. You know, as our, our business is growing, our needs from the workforce have changed. And, and we still do hire a lot of young people on for their first job, be that in their retail stores. But at the same time, now we're transitioning to where we're producing popcorn at a much larger scale and where people were doing that by hand before, we're now using a lot of very complex machines. So our workforce that we need needs to be higher skilled, trained in different ways. Um, And that's something that is a challenge to find. You know, we're luckier in Cedar Rapids that we have some access to those people, but in a smaller town like Sac City, where our other plant is, you can't always find those people. And, and a lot of those people have left, gone to cities either within Iowa or outside of the state. Um, and so labor continues for us to be, like many businesses, a huge challenge. I think inflation is another big one. Um, knowing kind of when and if to pass that price onto the customer and trying to stomach as much of that as we possibly can, but then also not knowing will prices continue to rise? What does this look like? There's just a lot of unknowns. And it's it's hard to balance um, not only running and maintaining a business, but then trying to further grow and accelerate a business in this difficult environment. Mm. Well, we're just glad that you're willing to make it work here uh, in the state. Mm-hmm. We're certainly grateful for that. Who inspires you? I know you've been very fortunate. I worked alongside your parents at the Nubo City Market. Uh, I know how entrepreneurial they are. Who else do you turn to? Are there podcasts you listen to, books that you would want to share with our listeners? Definitely. Yeah. And I do have to just reiterate, my parents inspire me a lot. And I'm so grateful that we get to do this process together um, because it's a lot more fun than I think trying to do it on my own. Um, but one of my biggest kind of role models is Sarah Blakely of Spanx, who I think kind of went for a dream that she had and saw a need in the market and has really just been able to do such cool things um, with the Spanx brand. And then also just as a person in general, I also think Allie Webb, she's the founder of Drybar, is a super cool person um, who's inspired me a lot. And I had the chance to actually see her speak Uh, last year. And she's a person who I think is very authentic and sharing that, you know, building a business and then having that personal life alongside building a business does not always go exactly like you plan and what that kind of looks like when, when things are a little bit different than you're expecting. So kind of all those people um, really act as role models for me. Um, And then just day to day, I try to find um, as many kind of local leaders and especially local female leaders as I can um, that can really inspire me. One that was actually on my panel at the Women Lead Change event is um, Carrie McCoy um, from ClickStop. And she's somebody that I've admired kind of from afar for a long time. So it was really cool to be able to be on a panel with her and kind of hear some of her experiences. 
That is wonderful. Yeah. She's a great example of um, somebody too, who's really navigated so many different phases, not just professionally, but personally. So I hope, yeah, I hope you keep up with her. Yeah. And Sarah Blakely, you may not know this, but she was a guest on our central Iowa stage at women lead change. I saw that. I wish I would have known that. I know. I'm like, you she's might, so cool. Yeah. She was so cool. She, you, I'm sure you were, you're probably at Stanford at the time. It was a while ago. So what would be your advice, uh, not only to young people, but to those of us who may know young people who have this dream of entrepreneurship? My first and probably most important advice is just to take them seriously. Um, I've been so lucky to have parents that have done that and who've never laughed at my ideas or said, no, try that when you're a little older, or you need to do this and to do that um, before you can do that. And I've seen, you know, so many young people who haven't um, had that kind of guidance and, and who do hear like, hey, you know, it's not the right time. You need to be older. You can't do this. You can't do that. And that's so crushing to a young person who just has dreams and ambitions And I think we just need to support people in whatever capacity that we can to follow their dreams, regardless of their, if they're 10, 30, 20, 80, you know, at any point in your life, it's not too early or too late to follow your dreams. And we need to be supportive of other people to do that. All right. Okay. So I'm a big snickerdoodle popcorn fan. What is your favorite, almost famous popcorn flavor? The must-have, in my opinion, is our lemon cookie, which often scares people because they're like, I don't really like lemon that much, but it's just a hint of lemon and mostly white chocolate, and it's this just delectable dessert. But I also have to recommend, if you like our snickerdoodle popcorn, we've created a version of that um, that we now call Mom's Cinnamon Roll. And that's our snickerdoodle popcorn, but drizzled with cream cheese frosting. Stop and it's right now. Amazing. It's oh amazing. Oh my gosh. If that's wrong, I don't want to be right. That's right. on my list. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Is there something about you that, that may not have always seemed like it had an upside, but at the end of the day, it might be your secret power. And oh, how do yeah. you own it? I've got it. Uh, so what I own is my anxiety, and this is something that I'm trying to be as vocal about as possible, because for the longest time, I think I felt a little bit of shame about it. Um, and, you know, why am I so nervous about everything? Um, why does this control my life? And what I've learned to do is to use that anxiety for good, and it makes me more analytical. And it's a part of who I am and not something that I should be embarrassed about. And I look at it as, you know, How can I expect the little girl that I was, you know, sitting in a classroom afraid to raise her hand to ask for help and get the help that she needs if somebody like me is not going to come out and be transparent that I deal with this and that I'm working through it and that um, I'm not thriving despite this, but I'm thriving with this and I'm using it as a superpower. Um, So I'm proud to own my anxiety and think that... um, you know, other people should embrace it and get the help they need to. Sydney, where can we find Almost Famous Popcorn? It's not just a Cedar Rapids business. We know that. Where where can our listeners, wherever they may be, find it? You can find us 24-7 with all 36 plus of our flavors at almostfamouspopcorn.com. We have free shipping across the U.S. Uh, you can also find us um, in person in a variety of Hy-Vee's, Shields, Sporting Goods, Fairway Stores, Uh, We're kind of popping up all over. So just keep an eye peeled for us. I think I may have seen a bag in Caitlin Clark's hands too. 
That is true. She uh, was part of a commercial with us. And actually, you want to know a person I really look up to? It's Caitlin Clark. She may be younger than me, uh, but I just think she's amazing. You and me both. Sydney Rickoff, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life. We appreciate it. We can't wait to try that new popcorn. Yeah. Thanks, Tiffany. We have a busy month with in-person professional development workshops. We've got Lisa Brower, Dare to Lead Certified Trainer in Sioux Falls. Don't miss Tiffany Atkinson in Cedar Rapids and the Restoration Project in the Quad Cities. Registration deadlines are approaching, so find out more at wlcglobal.org. Register for this month's All Access Virtual Series. The next session is on May 18th. When you register now, you will receive the first four session recordings. Visit wlcglobal.org. The Advocates and Allies Speaker Series is coming up on May 11th, 18th, and 25th. Register by May 10th to receive your books in the mail. Follow Womenly Change on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it so much. More information and tickets can be found at wlcglobal.org.